Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable for the week of September 4th. I'm Pete Werner, and in this week's show, we're going to discuss Disney's recent announcement that they plan to use some new fingerprint technology to cut down on fraud. Kevin Close brings us the second installment in his Adventures by Disney series. And John Magi has two new exclusive offers from Dreams Unlimited to tell you about. And we're going to have your responses to last week's sound off question. Our intro song this week was from Mickey's Jam and Jungle Parade at the Animal Kingdom, which is currently the most popular song on Diz Radio this week. And if you'd like to listen to Diz Radio, you can check it out by going to our homepage, wdwinfo.com, and just click on Diz Radio. And uh, you'll be able to listen to our. Uh, uh, our radio show. Um, also, let me apologize to everyone for the delay in getting this week's show uh, up on the site. We've had some uh, health issues around the roundtable uh, this past few days. I've been uh, I've been particularly sick for the last uh, last few days, so I apologize for that. But uh, we are here now. So, all right, getting started. Uh, I want to I want to talk about uh, Disney's decision to upgrade their uh, or their announcement, I should say, to upgrade their. Their existing biometric uh, finger readers at the parks to uh, some more sophisticated fingerprint capture technology. Uh, for those who may not be familiar, um, those uh, when you when you get to any Disney theme park, all guests are required to insert their middle and index finger into a biometric finger reader, which was is uh, actually what it does. From what I understand it, it just me- measures the shape of your fingers and the distance between the two fingers. As a as a way of of, of uh, cutting down on the wrong people using, it's cutting down on fraud basically, um, or at least that's what Disney's argument is. What they're proposing now is what they're doing now is is upgrading the technology where it will actually read several points on your on your finger, come up with a numerical value that is attached to your ticket, and that's how it knows who you are. Now, I, I really probably shouldn't get on a soapbox about this, but but I'm going to. And my, my liberal, I guess my liberal is, is, is coming out. I, I got a problem. I got a pri- problem with private companies capturing, capturing fingerprint information. Now, granted, uh, they're not exactly capturing your entire fingerprint with what they're doing. They're capturing nine points, I believe it is, on your finger, and they're using that to come up with this numerical value that attaches to your ticket. But according to the company that makes the the hardware and the software for this, capturing your fingerprint is simply a matter of of, of a software command. Um, one command changes that so that it is capturing your fingerprint. And not that I think, as I said, I don't think Disney's going to do anything nefarious with this, but, you know, the last time the government went to two private companies and asked for lots of personal information, uh, AT&T and Bell South, they had no problem turning it over. Um, the government goes to Disney and says, we want you to go ahead and go ahead and flip that switch so that we're... I'm sorry. I, do, do I trust Disney to, to do that, to, to protect my civil liberties? My civil liberties are my responsibility, no one else's. And I think too many people in this country are, are just turning that over, just there's like sheep going into the slaughter and, and watching, frankly, and I know I'm going to anger some of my visitors, and I, and I hate to do that, but I've got to be honest, reading some of the sound off responses, I'm really shocked. If you don't like it, don't go, oh, yeah, that's the answer for a civil liberties violation. So let's, let, let, let's, we can leave that hyperbole off. It's it. This is a this is a real this is this this is a real crossing of the line in my opinion. They they're going too far. They're asking for too much information, and this is not for security purposes. This is not for my to keep me safe or anything like that. This is solely and strictly a financial 
for financial for Disney's financial gain. And I'm sorry, but my civil liberties are worth more than the cost of a five-day ticket into the Magic Kingdom. And the fact that so many people are so cavalier about this, it's, you know, your civil liberties don't disappear overnight. They're eroded really, really, really slowly. And right now, I think that's what's happening. And I think, I think somebody's got to stand up and say, you know what, this is too much. You don't get my fingerprints. Now, they are offering the option, from what I understand, uh, that you, can, you, you don't have to use the fingerprint reader. You can use an ID. But that is not being advertised. That is not being advertised. And I think we're going to have to make a real point on our side of letting people know. I, I'm going to make sure we make a point on our side of letting people know. You do not have to turn over your fingerprint to anybody except law enforcement. No one has the right to ask or demand that you give them your fingerprint unless it's law enforcement. So just make sure. That's I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, like I said, I get off on a little soapbox on this, but when I saw this, I'm sorry. It's just they're just going too far. Well, you do know at one time the rumor was that they were going to do away with the biometric scan and put in a retina scan. However, they found that the the equipment to do that just scared the daylights out of people, and no one would do it. Of course not. I mean, think about what we're asking. Let me shoot a laser into your eye. <laughs> and you also know that the handicapped accessible entrances into the park are not accessible to either the fingerprinter or the biometric scanner. If you're pushing someone in a wheelchair, that person has to go through a separate little area where they open the gate for them, and all you ever have to do is show them an ID. Hmm. I have a problem with just the whole concept of the of the finger reader, finger scanner, beyond what you're talking about, Pete. It's so inefficient, and it's so ridiculous. The lines to get into these parks have increased five, six, seven-fold oh, on it an is, average it's, day. It's absurd. Why don't you put your picture, why doesn't Disney put the picture on the pass? I, you go to BJ's and you get a, or a Sam's Club uh, type of place, and they can put your picture on in five seconds. They have the technology to do that. Why can't we do that on passes? It seems ridiculous to put your fingers in or take your fingerprint or... And it never works. I got to tell you, every time I go, I got to show an ID. And I have to tell works. you, uh, I, I don't want to sound old, but I had an annual pass back when you did have to put your picture on it. Your picture was right on the front, and right. they held your annual pass up to your face to see if you were the right person. It's got to be easier. There has got to be. There's got to be a way for them to take a picture at the time of ticket purchase that gets printed right on the ticket that I, can be used, I mean, so that it's not a... a, a, a a process. I mean, I, I've got to imagine that technology has got to be equally as available to do as the technology to read nine points on my fingerprints. Well, I also have to ask you, think about what we're talking about. Once admission has been paid, why does anyone care who used it? Well, I think, and, 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 here, and here is where I have the problem with another one of their bogus, you know, they're just their usual nonsensical marketing lines. We're doing this to cut down on fraud. No, you're not. You're doing this to cut down on me giving an, uh, two unused days on my ticket to my brother when he's in town. That's what you're doing it for. Or you want to make sure everybody. You want to make sure everybody uh, is uh, uh, everybody. You know, my brother's got to have to pay for his own ticket. Right. So he's that everybody has two unused days. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's what this is about. And I don't consider that fraud. I consider when I buy the ticket, I can do whatever I want with those two days. If I want to give that to somebody else, I may not have the right to resell it. But if I want to give that to my brother, if I want to give that to a friend who's in town, I should have the right to do that. Um, but that's my opinion. I actually um, don't have a problem, actually, with them taking distance between my fingers or the shape of my finger or points on my finger. 
print. Um, these things are so unsanitary. I mean, really, really unsanitary. Oh, I, I, Howard Hughes. I was, and I'm, I'm not a germaphobe, although I can get in and out of the bathroom when I'm touching his fingernails, a thing. his fingernails are 14 inches no, long. No, but when, when you have, when you have someone in, in front of you in line, they're sneezing yeah. in their hand, and then they have to put the, put their fingers in these, uh, ticket readers. Yeah. Uh, it's, you don't know where their good. fingers have been. And what's the first thing you do when you go into the Magic Kingdom? You smell that popcorn. Yeah. And you start eating. Uh, so so you smell you your fingers. <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> but after you touch that uh, finger reader, then you go and you buy your popcorn. You're eating with your hands. I and mean, that's so unsanitary. Know, let's let's really. That, that's minor. I know. I think that you know. Have you sh- looked at the hands of Winnie the Pooh when you shook him? I mean, that the whole place is a germ factory. Yeah. So I think the bio reader is not really. Any every worse than well, any place, you, any public place you go is a germ factory. Right. Yeah, I don't think Disney is necessarily any better or any worse than and any place Every else, time but. you run your hand along that silver handrail while you're in line, <laughs> oh god! <laughs> think of the. I think you should travel with Clorox. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm a bring gloves. A little canister of Purell. <laughs> and that's why I made this uh, this topic uh, this week. Sound off. How much is too much? How much information is too much information? How much does Disney really need? How much should they really need? in order for you to gain access into their theme parks. How much personal information do I have to give up in order to make sure Disney meets a bottom line? Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, we would really like to hear what you, what, what you think about it. Give us a call, toll-free, on our sound-off line, 1-877-310-9662. Tell us what you think. If we play your, if we play your response... Um, on our on our show, we will send you a twenty-five dollar gift certificate to the Mandara Spa, the Walt Disney World Dolphin. And again, the number one eight seven seven three one zero nine six six two. That's the Diz Unplugged Sound Off Line. And now that I'm off my soapbox, we're going to let Kevin Kevin Close tell us a little bit about his uh, his ongoing preparations as the day draws closer to his Adventures by Disney vacation to Italy. So, Kevin, how's it going? Well, not that I'm counting or anything, but we leave three weeks from today. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I've been purchasing uh, travel guides. Again, we're going to Italy, for those of you who haven't heard this before. And one of the things I've been sort of investigating is our uh, personal safety while traveling abroad. And one of the things I found out is that the crime rate in Italy is very low. However, the crime rate for petty crimes is very high. So one of the things that I've been told time and time again is that I have to take it, uh, steps to stay away from pickpockets. I've been told that this is a big deal when you're traveling abroad. And some of the recommendations that they've given us are things called neck safes, which are small, uh, very soft pouches that you tie and they fit around your neck and they hang underneath your clothes where you can carry extra cash or passports or things like that. One of the other tips I've been given is that if you're going to carry something that goes across your shoulders, like a shoulder bag or something, that you put that on over a T-shirt and then put another shirt or jacket on over that so that the strap is actually underneath your clothing. So that if someone was going to cut the strap, one of the things I actually have a a relative who has had a personal experience is that pickpockets never work alone. What happens is your pocket is picked and within seconds your item is handed off to someone else and it disappears so even if you catch the person doing it the police can most of the time do nothing about it now i don't want to make this sound like a negative thing i just think it's something to keep be aware of another tip that we've been given regards packing adventures by disney requests that you bring 
one bag and one carry-on per person. Now, your luggage weight limit is 50 pounds. So one of the things that they recommend is that you cross-pollinate your bags. Hmm. That if there's two people going, you pack half of your clothing in one bag and half of your clothing in someone else's bag. So that if something happens that your bag is lost or delayed, you still have clothing to wear when you arrive. I think that's a really good idea great and something idea. I wouldn't have considered. And I never, uh, yeah, I never well, thought It's a good idea that. anyway. Yeah, really. No matter right. when you travel, it's a great idea. Uh, something else that I uh, was worried about was we live in Florida and we are shorts and t-shirts kind of guys. So I was very concerned that this was going to be dressier uh, than I was used to. And the other thing is I was worried about, you know, where you, again, warm weather kind of people, that it might be too warm to wear long clothes. Adventures by Disney has put my mind at ease and told me that this is a truly casual trip. Now, one of the things that they do tell you is that if you're going to places like Italy, you're going to be entering churches and museums and things like that. And... One of the Italian customs is that it's uh, in poor taste to go in in shorts or sleeveless shirts. So what they suggest is they send you a backpack to roll up a pair of jeans and stick it in your backpack. For women, they suggest that they throw a scarf or a shawl in their day bag so that if they are wearing something with short sleeves or sleeveless, they can just tie it around their shoulders. The example being that you're not allowed into the Sistine Chapel in shorts or sleeveless shirts. So that's something else that they've told us. Now, uh, I also have to go out and buy an electrical converter. This isn't I have. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, yeah, I didn't think about that. But sure, you would need that. Right. And at first, I thought, well, I'm not bringing anything that has to be plugged in. Well, I am. I'm bringing an iPod. I'm bringing a cell phone that, while it won't be useful in Italy, will be useful on the when I get home. So I have to go out and buy a converter. These are just some of the things that I've been doing. Uh, again, we're 21 days away. And we're very, very excited about this. Now, Kevin, is there is there one part of uh, of the Italy trip that you're looking forward to the most? I've been reading, and while I'm not was never an art major, art was always something that interested me a great deal. And one of the things I've read was that the the masterpiece, the what's considered the masterpiece of Renaissance art, is Michelangelo's David. And that's in Florence, and that's one of our stops on the trip. We're actually going to get to see the Statue of David. Uh, so I'm very excited about seeing that. I've seen little refrigerator magnets, and I've seen copies of it. But the idea of actually being in the room with something that Michelangelo carved seems hmm. kind of overwhelming. That is cool. That would be. I mean, I, I am an art major, and I've only seen it in slides and in textbooks through college. So that's, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, that would be. Art history class. I have to plug somebody else. Um, one of the people that I get a great deal of information out um, from is on the Travel Channel, and her name is Samantha Brown. She does something called Passport to Europe, and she does little half-hour segments about traveling through Europe. And she's done a segment on Florence, she's done a segment on Rome, and she's done a segment on Italy. And I have TiVo'd all three of those segments and watched them to the point where I think I can recite them. However, some of the information that she gives you, is very, very useful. So I would recommend that if you're thinking of traveling, that whether you use that reference or another reference on television or getting a guidebook, that you do some of your advanced uh, investigation to see what it is that you want to see. And even more so that you're aware of what you're seeing when you're seeing it. I think stepping into something cold makes it a little more uh, difficult to absorb the facts and figures. I would rather go in knowing something 
having a little bit of information so that I can just add to what I already have. Like your wallet might get pickpocketed. Right. Yeah, that came That's as a, a big surprise to me. It's not something I would have ever thought you about. You wouldn't have thought of it yet, yeah. exactly. Even something as, as basic as uh, a cup of coffee in the morning. We found out that there's a specific way to order coffee if you want something that's similar to what we get in the States. If you go over there and order a cup of coffee, you're going to get an espresso. So we thought that was very interesting. Another thing that I've been told is that you should carry a small amount of toilet tissue with you. That public, There are really not a lot of public facilities in some of these small, old, medieval towns that if you're in a cafe or a restaurant, you should always make sure that you use the facilities prior to leaving. That there aren't a lot of places like there are in the United States where you can find a public restroom. And even so far as some of the public restrooms that are there are rather rudimentary and you might find, not find the same amenities that you would find. So delicately put. I, I tried Boy, to be politically just, correct there. Just avoided the words toilet paper like <laughs> the plague. Go in shells. That was very diplomatically done. You should Thank really you. consider a job in, in maybe in international diplomacy. That was. Uh, I did try and avoid the word toilet paper. <laughs> I know. I was watching. You, I was watching you coming up with words. That was great. If you have any questions about Adventures by Disney or the way to plan your trip or anything I can help you with, again, uh, an email address has been set up for people who are listening. You can contact me at abd at wdwinfo.com. That's Adventures by Disney. It's an acronym. Just give me a uh, you know, shout and I will we'll help you out with whatever I can. Great, great. Thanks very much, Kevin. And uh, now John has some uh John Magi has some uh, some updates uh, or some 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 new uh, new offers to tell us about from Dreams Unlimited. Very excited! We're going to talk to you about uh, two offers from Dreams Unlimited Travel. These are exclusive to Dreams Unlimited Travel. These are not Disney offers, um, so you have to book your vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. The details are both on the Diz in the discount section, as well as on our site www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. The first is for uh, Disneyland. We have just put out a new promotion for folks going to Disneyland. Book your vacation September 1st through September 30th of this year for any future travel date, and we're going to give you a Disney gift card. It's based on the price of your package, and it can be up to $50. And what's nice about this is this is on top of anything else you can get from Disney. They've got those great promotions that I mentioned last week, one where they're giving you, uh, for travel in 2007, a $150 gift card. Right. So you can get up to $200 if you combine their offer and our offer. We're very excited about that. Um, the second offer is uh, our shipboard credit promotion. You can get up to $300 in shipboard credits depending on when you travel and the type of cruise you select. And uh, we're very excited about that. We know that um, we know that the Disney cruise is expensive, and it can uh, put a crunch on anyone's wallet. So we hope that our shipboard credit promotion helps people to defray the costs a little bit. Maybe use it to uh, buy a beverage while you're cruising, or pay for a shore excursion. Anything you want to do, it's automatically on your stateroom folio for when you check into the cruise. So there's nothing you need to do from your end. And uh, all that will show up on your reservation in our system. So we're very excited about those brand new offers from Dreams Unlimited Travel. I have a couple of questions. 
Is the gift card able to be used anywhere? The gift card is the regular gift card, the same thing that we were giving out on the podcasts. So they can be used. They don't have to be used at Disneyland. They can be used for Disney shopping or things like that. And is the shipboard credit combinable with any other Disney discount? Since the shipboard credit is coming from Dreams Unlimited Travel, it can be combined with any other Disney discount that's available. There is one restriction. It cannot be combined with the group space promotion. So when you get a quote from Dreams Unlimited Travel, we're going to look to see what's best for you. If we have group space available and the price is less than the shipboard credit, you're going to get that. If not, you'll get the shipboard credit. That's the only restriction. The nice thing about this is since it comes from Dreams Unlimited Travel, you can combine it with the Disney Visa shipboard credit promotion Mm -hmm. and uh, anything else that's out there. Onboard bookings, if you've booked your uh, cruise on board and you've received a shipboard credit for booking while on board, you can combine that with ours as well. Um, uh, all this talk about cruises, I'm, I'm very uh, very excited. I have, a, I have a cruise coming up myself. I'm actually not going to be here uh, next week. I will be, uh, I'll be calling in. I'll be calling in the show. But uh, I will not be here next week. I will be on board the Disney Magic for seven days in the Western. Well, it's supposed to be a Western uh, Caribbean itinerary. I, Hurricane Florence may have, may have uh, something to say about that. I just absolutely love the Magic. It'll be my second time this year going on it and i i i just love that ship very envious you're going to get to see the new show twice charmed twice charmed yep yep we just added uh, we just added some music uh, to dis radio from twice charmed great it is it's probably the closest thing i've heard disney do to a real broadway musical outside of what they do on broadway it harkens um, back to the days of beauty and the beast and the little mermaid as far as great songs great songs disney. yeah fantastic songs fantastic songs and uh from what uh from what I, from what little I've seen of it, um, it looks like it's a, a pretty impressive show. So, I can't wait to hear about it. No, uh, well, I'm going to have a full report when I return uh, the week after next. I will call in next week uh, into the show and give an update from uh, wherever we are. I think, uh, I think I'll be uh, it would be our day at sea. Uh, now, is this the is this the first cruise you're going to be on that it's had the pirate show? Oh no no they uh, I, I was on in April and they had the uh, the whole pirate the, the fireworks it's unbelievable it's isn't a, it? what a great show well, we have that uh, we have that video uh, on the site from the from the pirate show from our uh, I was surprised to find out that Disney Cruise Line is the only ship that has a license to shoot fireworks at sea isn't that amazing the yeah. magic and the wonder are the only two ships certified to to put off fireworks well i think they're the only ones that were also allowed to change the color of their lifeboats yeah um they had to get special permission for that they're not the orange lifeboats that you normally see they're the mickey yellow um but uh they don't seem to have problems getting special permission to do things from (laughs) governmental agencies one of the reasons i'm a little scared about the uh, whole fingerprint thing but um you know it would make more sense fingerprinting me on the way onto that cruise ship i would have i would have a lot less issue with that if it's a security thing and they can make a, a real a real uh, case for that, that's that's one thing. But I've heard a rumor recently that if you're traveling with any kind of medication, Disney Cruise Line has started cracking down on the fact that medication has to be in its original container with your doctor's prescription on it. I don't know. That's something people might want to consider. I don't have that verified or anything, but it's something that's floating around out there. Well, I think that's a, 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 a crackdown that's going on. I think we're going to start seeing that more and more. I'm hearing that, uh, you know, customs agents are doing that a lot more. If you have any uh, uh, coming back in into the country, if you have any medication on you um, that's uh, not prescribed to you, Rush Limbaugh found that out. 
Um, <laughs> no, but uh, it's happening. It's happening a lot more often though. It's happening a lot more often. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's actually a good point. I mean, I noticed when I was on in April that the security measures around the show. I mean, they were always very good as far as I was concerned, but they were much more noticeable. There were drug sniffing dogs in the uh, uh, actually in the terminal. Um, and bomb sniffing no dogs. I have absolutely no problem with that. I have no problem with anything you want to do for security. You want to go through my luggage. You want to go ahead, knock yourself out. Security is one thing. Pass frauds another. I'm sorry. I keep going back to that. But <laughs> we just put the soapbox away. I know. I'm sorry. I can't help it. Should um, I get it um, out again? Um, yeah, um, Corey. Go I'm actually a lot more. Closet. I'm actually a lot more conservative than I sound, but I. I this particular issue has just got got me into the skin. Just it's how it's just do how we, it goes. Do we get the soapbox or don't we? No, no, no. Okay, no, just I'll leave it alone. Um, all right. So uh, yeah, that's uh, so next week actually, uh, John. John will be uh, John will be hosting our show. I'll be running the show, guys. Oh. And in last week's sound off question, we asked you universal love it or hate it, and. Uh, we got some uh, we got some interesting responses uh, again this week. Um, interestingly, all the phone calls that came in were all pro universal, and I was actually surprised to see so many pro universal comments on our uh, are written uh, uh, on the on the on the sound off on the site. And it seems like there was a, a, a lot more pro universal than I thought there was going to be, and uh, we'll start off uh, play the first phone call. Uh, uh, Dennis in Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, this is Dennis in Atlanta, Georgia. Personally, I love Universal Studios down in Orlando. To me, it has the best of both the Disney and the Six Flags style parks. Like Disney, you've got the true theme park, the true theme park feel. You've got dark rides, interactive shows. You've got great food. Um, great themed restaurants. Personally, my favorite is the Enchanted Oak Tavern. Uh, you've got lots of characters, especially over in the Islands of Adventure. You've got the interactive rides like Men in Black that just, it's just so much better than Buzz Lightyear, although I love Buzz Lightyear also. Like Six Flags, you've got true thrill rides. Um, Disney's best thrill rides are tame in comparison. There are more rides that I feel like are worth going on many times. There's no shortcut rides. There's no like the Snow White, you literally feel like you're going through a ride with cardboard cutouts just looking at them as you're just being wheeled along. You've also got movies and characters there that you can't find anyplace else, although I must admit I'm going a little bit less because since they dropped the Express Pass as a free item, it's only worth going to during the quieter times of year. Thanks, guys, and keep up the great work. Well, I don't know that I like the, uh, I don't know if I necessarily agree with the Six Flags reference. Per se. I, I, I am always amazed that people compare Universal or Disney World to Six Flags or any of the other amusement parks, which are park rides. You know, they're not exactly no, the but same. But I, I guess actually I do. I, I guess if I think about it, I can see his point that, you know, where Disney, where, where Universal may not have the, uh, I mean, from, from my perspective, this, is, this isn't what he was saying, but um, it does have a, a, a more traditional theme park element, I think, at Universal. Um if there's going to be a comparison made between Six Flags and an Orlando Park, it's probably going to be Universal rather than Disney. That's probably true. Is is my point, but I don't think that was the intention of his his comment. But I mean, I uh, yeah, I've made it clear. I I, I love Universal. I uh, I think it's I think it's wonderful. I don't necessarily think it's better than Disney. 
Um, but uh, I think it's different than Disney, and that's what I like it for, uh, is that it's it's the not Disney. I think the bottom line is there are fans of both. I mean, there's going to be people who like one better than the other. Corey, you have, uh, you have one from the site. Yeah, I do. Uh, Karen from Hyattsville, Maryland, she writes, um, there's certainly a type of magic when you go to Disney World that you can't get at Universal. It seems like everything Disney does, Universal seems to copy. Islands of Adventure versus Magic Kingdom's Lands. Universal City Walk versus Downtown Disney. Um, she also writes that when you go to Disney, especially if you stay on property at a Disney resort, you really feel immersed into the magic. It's not only when you're at the parks, but when you're on the monorail, the resorts, the restaurants. So, I mean, th- we, we get a lot of them. It's, uh, it's not, you don't get the magic. Well, uh, you know, um, I'll, I have to give, I have to give uh, the point that I, I, I will see a lot of stuff at Universal that you'd never see at Disney. A lot of backstage stuff, a lot of not show-ready, let's say, not mm-hmm. show-ready stuff. Um, they're not. They don't seem to be as hot on that at Universal as they are at Disney. I will definitely say that. Also, I think the characters don't have the same uh, amount of intensity at Universal they as they have do. The same appeal, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. you don't feel that same. They seem more random at Universal. That too. Like you might run into anybody. Yeah. I think the 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 basic problem that Universal has is that unfortunately it's always compared to Disney. True. Um, there was a time when they did this flip where they tried to say we're not Disney. And tried to play up that angle of it, of it, and then they, but at the same time they do things that are Disney-like, like bring in the characters and do a nighttime show. So, you know, I think Universal is a great park. If you're going to compare it to Disney, that's a different question. Another comment I noticed, uh, kind of coming up a few times, uh, was uh, that, uni- that people found Universal more relaxing. That Disney was a more, I guess, because it has much more to do. You're packing a lot more into your vacation, whereas a five-day vacation at Universal, you can actually unwind a little bit. Um, and I, I will say that I will say that it is. I find it more relaxing at Universal, especially if you're staying on property and uh, if you're uh, utilizing that that front of the line access. I mean, oh, that's great! It makes going through a theme park. It makes going through the theme park so so much more enjoyable. Well, if you're spending the same amount of time. And, again, this is not a slam. This is not a criticism, but there is half as many parks. So if you've got five days, there's half as much to see and do as there is in a four-park theme area. So I can understand that that would be more relaxing. Everybody likes a day at the pool. Right, exactly. And and at Disney, I I think you have that that sense, I've got to go see this stuff. I'm paying all this money to be here. I want to see everything I can see, and I, I think it makes the vacations a bit more... A bit more hectic. That's one of the tips that Dreams Unlimited travel agents often give their clients that try to at least slow down and enjoy what you're seeing. If you're, a, you're not going to see all of it in one trip. You're just not. Right. It's not going to happen. And if you try, you're going to wind up frustrated and hot and tired and miserable. Yeah, a lot of these plans look good on paper before you go, but when you're on the ground and it's 95 degrees out and the kids are cranky and you're tired and you're hungry, the kamikaze um, is just not going to exactly. work. Exactly. Kamikaze just doesn't always work. The ones that make me laugh are the ones that make breakfast reservations in the Magic Kingdom, lunch lunch reservations in Epcot, and dinner reservations in MGM, and want to know, will I have time to do all this? Mm-hmm. And you think, as long as you don't mind spending the time between lunch and dinner on the bus. Right, exactly. You know, another comparison I saw a lot with thrill rides. You know, if people that were pro-universal are like, well, Universal has the thrill rides. But then they would go a step further and say, I can do without Universal Studios, but I like Islands of Adventure. Yeah, so that with, with the Disney comparison, you don't really 
pick it apart that much. You see Disney as a whole, the whole experience. Correct. The, uh, the resorts like this uh, this email I just read, you see it, you see it all. We don't say, well, Epcot, you know, if, if, we, if we're talking about Disney, just Disney, we'll start saying, well, I like Epcot better than Animal Kingdom or vice versa. But with Universal, it's always one or the other. Right. I think a fairer comparison would be to compare Islands of Adventure to Bush Gardens. Yeah. Yeah, in itself, yeah. Their Bush Gardens ha- is an hour away. Uh, and has that's really unfair. That's really unfair. As far as the quality Islands of, the of Adventure, rides? I think the theming in Islands of Adventure arguably could make it the best theme park in the world. Honestly, the, the, the theming is, is incredible. Magnificent. Theming is magnificent. They spent, they spent, they did a lot of. Uh, well, I believe it was the Imagineering. Uh, some of the Imagineers that had worked on Disney MGM Studios did, uh, uh, if I re- if I remember correctly, um, did did Islands of Adventure, and and. I'm sorry. I think the theming in Islands of Adventure is just is nothing short of magnificent. They do a great, great job with it there. Um, you know, Universal Studios proper, not so much. But uh, but in comparison with thrill rides, like you were saying, Corey, I think Islands of Adventure or Universal does have really good thr- thrill rides. But Disney, they know how to build them. They build a story around the thrill rides, whereas Universal just um, basically just puts a character on the thrill ride. Um, Disney built a story around it. I just think in that aspect, Disney does a much better job. Right, the storytelling yeah. abilities at Disney are and absolutely. Also, Dis- Disney's stable of characters and backstory is so much richer than Universal. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's great. Men in, Bra- Men in Black is a terrific ride, but are you endeared to the Men in Black characters? You know, does that make you? You know, yeah. it's not yeah, like that's true. You know, How many Men in Black plushes do you think they're selling? <laughs> No, you're right. I'm sure. I'm sure. So what you have to again, I, but it's I, still, you know, all that, all that, all that being taken for taken as as a given. Men in Black is still an unbelievable ride. I guess that's the problem I have. I don't think I ever wanted anyone to think that one shouldn't exist or one's that much better than the other. I think when we talk about this, we have to take into account that there are people who are going to be fans of both. Right. I personally will never ride Dueling Dragons. I don't care how good the theming is. I'm not getting on it. But it's, it's at least worth a walk through the queue. Oh, yeah. It's at okay. least worth a walk through the queue. I walked through the queue, through the queue to uh, Expedition Spielberg. Everest I mean, also. That's, that's, that's Spielberg. But I, I guess the, the difference is there's not many rides at Disney that I don't ride. At Universal, if you're not a thrill ride kind of person, there's less to do. There's if, less to do, but not that much less. I mean, I, I'm, I don't go on any roller coasters at all. I'm just not a roller coaster guy. Uh, not not this stage of my life anyway, and yet I have no problem finding. Th- I mean, the water rides are great. The uh, Spider Man is of course out of yeah. this world. Jurassic yeah. Park, Dudley Do Right's rips off falls. Um, yeah. Papa and Bluto's bilge wrap barges. Uh, Shrek uh, Shrek uh, over at Universal. Men in Black over at Universal. Terminator's great. Um, you know, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things over there that can be done that don't require thrill rides. But the thrill rides they do have. Really and truly put Disney to shame. I'm sorry, but Expedition Everest as a thrill ride does not stand up against Hulk Dueling Dragon or Dueling Dragons. It just yeah. doesn't. You know, you talk about these all these rides at Universal, and um, one of the things is that they're all sort of kicked up a notch. You look at the Dudley Do Right ride. Well, yeah, there's nothing like that at Disney. It's sort of you know, it's tweaked up a couple notches. It's more intense. Mm-hmm. So if you're not into the more intense rides, Universal falls short. But if mm-hmm. that's what you're looking for, it's right. a great experience. I just think it's tough. 
everybody when when everybody talks about Universal, the first thing they do is compare it to Disney, and I think that's where that's yeah, I think well, that's an unfair comparison. Well, but it's it's Universal's own fault. They invite the comparisons right. yeah. by trying to be so much like Disney. As I said it before, Universal's at its best when it's being what it is and trying to be trying to be itself. When they fail every time they try and copy Disney, they suffer by comparison. Yeah. They're always going to. They're a different company. They have a different. Uh, uh, a different approach to how they do their theme parks, their rides, and, and their storytelling. And they've got to stop trying to rip pages out of Disney's book. Instead, they've got to come up with some new pages of their own, I think. Which I think uh, CityWalk is a lot better than Downtown Disney. I mean, th- they have a lot better restaurants. Um, no and just, yeah, well, I no, there's an argument to be made. It, there's a Amaros, lot better restaurants, I think. I mean, Pasamore. I mean, Pasta More is very good. Yeah, Pasta More is very good. Emeralds is very good. So is, I, I love Margaritaville too. I think Margaritaville is a great restaurant. Downtown Disney, you got I could do. I could do without NASCAR. I could do without NBA. Yeah. I could do without Hard Rock for that. I mean, I, the Hard Rock, the food at the Hard Rock is just That's, it's a, it's a McDonald's for adults basically. No, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's an overpriced <laughs> McDonald's for adults. Um, you know, it's but that's an, I, I I consider Hard Rock in the same. Uh, in the same vein as uh, Planet Hollywood um, at downtown. That's Disney. true. It's just it's garbage I, food. Just I enjoy garbage. both parks. I mean Disney, Disney and Universal in their own. I mean I just I, I'm a local, so I can go to both. You know, there are some days I just don't want to go to Disney. Right. You know, yeah. I think Disney uh, Universal is a nice change, but if you have five days, you know, I'd say spend them at Disney. I agree. But, I agree. No. And yeah. I would rather go to the, what used to be referred to as the marketplace. That's been around since 1973. It's made lots of changes, but there's some great places to eat there, too. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, the concept for the downtown entertainment district, the way it's done now, was Universal's first. I mean, that was done out in Los Angeles first. Before 1973? Well, no, I mean, you're talking about the marketplace. I'm talking about the City Walk versus downtown Disney comparisons. Um, City Walk was first out in... uh, California. In California, in terms of, you know, that type of, like, real, like, nighttime type of entertainment. Um and Disney Disney took that idea from them mm-hmm. when they brought it out here. So, um, you know, just because Universal Orlando opened theirs after Disney opened Downtown Disney, I think some people think that Universal copied that from them. That's not the case. Disney actually took that entertainment district concept from Universal because it works. I mean, I, I really don't like uh, Universal Hollywood very much, but City Walk in uh, Los Angeles oh, is unreal. Puts ours to shame out Absolutely. here. Absolutely puts ours to shame. Uh, it's much bigger, much better stuff, much more unique stores, and, and uh, lots of different options for dining, much much better options for dining out in out yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah, a lot more going on there. But I was not, I'm not a big fan of uh, Universal Studios Hollywood. I thought the park's too small. The backlot tour is really good. Um, I will say that because it's an actual backlot tour on the real Universal Studios set. It's not... Oh, that's you cool. Know, it's you're actually yeah. in. That's the difference. Is that it, that's actually attached. That that theme park is actually attached to a real working movie studio. It's attached yeah, to Universal Studios. Something was being filmed studios. last time we went. Yeah, yeah. There's always something being filmed there. I mean, Tonight drive. show. Tonight show's there almost every week. Uh, uh, Jay Leno's out there doing oh, really? uh, doing something. Yeah, he's out that's there almost cool. every single week. But um, so that was uh, that was a very long discussion on Universal Boy. <laughs> um, I don't know how <laughs> much of that. Topic. Uh, and have well, we settled anything? I don't know. Yeah, I, really, yeah, I think I, it boils down to Mickey Mouse can kick SpongeBob's butt. <laughs> <Yeah>. Any day. <laughs> yeah. Any think, day. I think it does come down to that. But so. why can't we just all get along? Just get along together. 
All right, folks, that's going to do it for us this week. I uh, we all we all appreciate you listening. We appreciate your uh, your continuing comments and your feedback. Uh, it's helping us uh, really build the show. And uh, I will uh, I will talk to you guys next week from the Disney Magic, and uh, the rest of the crew will be here in Orlando. So until next week, thanks for listening, and have a great week.